Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell Men's Divorce Videocast Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell and Cordell, and we're glad you can join us again as we continue our conversation about COVID-19 and its effect on men facing divorce, going through it, considering it, contemplating, even post-divorce issues. It's one of these pandemics, obviously, that uh, affects almost every area of our lives uh, and every area of family law, which is an unusual situation, uh, particularly when we're dealing with family law, where we have uh, issues that perhaps may just affect one area. But here we are every day when we come to you and we talk about a different aspect because guys like you out there have so many questions from not only in the United States, but around the world since we have offices in the UK. So uh, before we get started, uh, again, a gentle reminder, as I always do, begin this conversation, and that is uh, that this is not legal advice. I'm only licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia, and my guest today is only licensed in Ohio. So make sure that I know that you're watching from around the world. Uh, we can't give you legal advice. Uh, what we can do is obviously have a consultation with you because each of you have a set of circumstances and facts in your case that are particular that really may vary and alter our conversation. This podcast is meant and designed only to stir a conversation between you and your attorney. Uh, if you don't have one, we encourage you to go find one, and certainly we're available as well as I've talked about in the last couple of weeks. We offer virtual and phone consultations or in person, but of course, priority is health and safety. Uh, that's a conversation we'll have and make sure that we make the best decision for you. But you can contact us at 866-DADS-LAW or visit us online at CordellCordell.com. So let's kind of jump right into it. Today, I'm joined by our uh, Cincinnati, Ohio attorney, Kyra Ramey. Kyra, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. So Kyra, um, one of the things, you know, is I've covered a lot of the legal stuff over the last number of weeks. Um, it's kind of the, what I call the soft side of, of issues that the guys may be overlooking. And that is, maybe you can talk a little bit about the specifics of what guys can do out there during COVID-19 and cover, I mean, there's so many areas they can do, but as it relates and impacts perhaps either their family, they're not divorced, they are in the middle of a divorce or they're post-divorce, maybe, you know, physical and mental health, you can talk a little bit about that. Sure. And, and you're right. There's so much information out there that um, people can be bombarded by um, at this point in time. And we do want to focus on some things that will help our clients or potential clients um, take away something tangible from today that they can actually work on. Um, and this is about empowering them during this time. A lot of people are feeling um, insecure, but it's about empowering our clients. And so some of the things that we want to focus on are the physical and mental well-being of our clients. So it is really important during this time that you get out and get some physical exercise. It's not only good for the body, but it's good for the mind and soul as well. Um, and there's, you don't have to pay for it. You can go for a walk. You can go for a walk around your neighborhood. You can go for a walk around the park um, and still be in compliance with the social distancing requirements. So that's number one. We want to make sure that people are getting out and getting the exercise that they need. I know it's interesting because we talk about, you know, getting out. And one of the things I would imagine you would suggest in addition to getting out and going for a walk and kind of that stress reliever is bringing your kid along, you know, or your children and, and getting them out of the house. Because, you know, one of the things I think we, all of us, you know, we were chatting online or offline and that is we're just tired of this routine. And it's the same yeah. thing. And I imagine you would encourage guys to just, Hey, 
let's go out for a walk, do something you they probably don't do regularly, you know, before this pandemic. Absolutely. So one of the things that that we um, deal with in family law is trying to make sure that the relationship between dad and kids is um, is secure, is broadened, is made more significant, if you will. We hear all the time, well, mom has always done this during the marriage. Well, now it's time for dad to step in and step up and do those things that that kids want. Kids want the time with their dads, um, even if it's just 10 minutes a day. And so I'm finding that kids are actually not so upset about being at home because they're getting this extra time with their parents. Yeah. Is there a, a financial piece to this idea? You know, we're at home, uh, either they're thinking about divorce, they're in the divorce. Is there a financial aspect that guys should be thinking about, you know, maybe preparation that, that they could focus on? Yes, all the time. So one of the things that we want you to be aware of is that um, there are still things that you can be doing. So just because there are some things that are being halted out in our communities and society, there are still things that you can do um, to move your case along. And so whether you are contemplating divorce or you're in the middle of a process, um, information gathering for divorce is paramount. Um, because we can only present what we have. So what we say during this uh, period of time is look at your budget, look at the last three to six months of your spending and see um, whether or not anything can be cut back, whether you can rearrange some things, whether you can start putting aside some additional money from each paycheck. Now we understand this isn't for everybody right now. There are some layoffs, there are some you know, people that are being uh, paid by stimulus checks and things of that nature. But in general, if you're still working and receiving pay, take a look at that budget and see what you can, how you can make it, you know, more amenable to what's going on. And that's only going to help you in the future by, um, you know, dealing with two households that need to be supported versus one. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that it's a good idea to do is if you're still living in the same home, if there's mail that comes to the home and, it, and you find that there are accounts that are, for example, in your wife's name only, wait till she opens them, take a screenshot picture of it with your phone so that we have a historical record of accounts that may have existed during this period of time, but somehow have disappeared, for example. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great idea, especially when I'm around the country talking to guys, it's about trying to find ways, uh, areas, to save money on attorney's fees, obviously. Yes. And that could be, be your own investigator, find account statements, right? Um, yes. You know, not necessarily doing something nefarious or illegal, but it's, right. you know, it may be sitting there, maybe in a file, maybe sitting on a desk, uh, taking the most recent snapshots of quarterly statements, bank statements, whatever it may be, and gathering those and sending them to your lawyer. Don't you think that's a good idea? I think it's a great idea. And um, whether if you don't have an attorney, then you're still gathering this information so that once you go and speak to that attorney, you are already in the right uh, frame of mind for preparing that information for your attorney to use in your case. So it's the information gathering process. Again, it, it's very important for the person who wants to be prepared and proactive in his divorce case. And that would go so far as to, you know, some of the first things we ask for would be tax returns, 
W-2s, 1099s, K-1s, you know, just the busy work. And I think that the benefit of, of shelter in place right now is that we're not distracted perhaps by our jobs, by our normal lives, and we can really focus on gathering the documents, the items, the information that, you know, your lawyer that we would ask for, right? Absolutely. Um, there's no time better than now. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people do get sort of overwhelmed when they meet with an attorney and they're given this checklist that we give our clients of everything that we'd like to see. Your financial life is an open book for us. Um, and so if you have the time now to do it, then it's going to be a less stress, less stressful process in the future. Yeah. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. to talk generally or have you talked to guys right now who are going through it or they're just on the precipice of filing and one of the, the you know when I give these seminars at night to a room filled with a hundred guys probably the single most important document that they'll ever file at least in my mind and, and attorneys will disagree no doubt is the financial statement and, and maybe um, I don't know what it's called in Ohio sometimes it's income and expense basically it outlines what do you earn and what do you spend and yeah. to me, it is the document that will make or break your case. Either you're cross-examined and thought of as lying, or you overstate your expenses and you're lying, <laughs> or, you, <laughs> right. or you understate your expenses, and now you've got a judgment that you can't afford. So right. what do you tell guys right now? What should they be doing with perhaps they're just beginning to draft it, or maybe they have already submitted it, should they be reviewing this financial statement, spend some time on it? What should they be doing? And, you know, obviously calling their lawyer. Yes. And and I do want to just piggyback on something you said. So in Ohio, there are certain counties that will issue temporary orders based upon the affidavit alone. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have this affidavit and then you can go in and have a hearing on it. So that's why these um, affidavits are so important. So many of the affidavits require you to go through the last three years of your income, which is why we always want that historical tax return uh, for the last three years. And so a lot of our clients always talk about this is my base salary, but the court is also interested in your commissions and bonuses. And that's why we break it out into three years because those things should be averaged out over your salary. So you do want to take, this is not something that you want to rush through. You do want to take all the information that you have from your income and tax returns and go through the financial affidavit step by step. And your attorney should be going over that affidavit with you once all the information is collected. And that's another reason why we talked about creating a budget right now, because that budget can then be translated into your expense affidavit And if you're taking a um, snapshot picture of the last three to six months, then you can take an average, and it's certainly okay to say EST estimate 
next to those um, expense items in the affidavit. And again, we just, when we present you to the court, we want to present the person who is being accurate and honest and open and reasonable. Um, and that first impression is really important. Yeah. You know, the, it's the biggest mistake I see guys making. You know, we do the 10 stupidest mistakes guys make when facing divorce. And, and one of them with financials is they understate. And, yes. you know, I don't know about Ohio and here in Missouri, uh, there's a pre-printed form and it yes. lists, you know, electric, gas, water. And then it on, honestly, every client I see, it's not all inclusive. There's a lot of items that our guys have that they spend every month that yes. aren't pre-printed. And so I think that's the best recommendation is to sit down, spend an hour with your attorney, go through a day in the life. Because as you suggest, in a temporary, if you don't accurately describe your expenses, there's a temporary order and, and it's problematic. Yes, agreed. So, so one of the things also would be um, personal property. I, I also talk about this in my seminars is, uh, what do you do with your stuff? You know, and, and you're getting ready and, and either you haven't moved out, you're thinking about moving out. What should you guys do or be concerned about right now about just a personal property, inventory it, appraise it? What do you think they should do? Okay, so this is a really good point. And another um, good time to be thinking about personal property and downsizing. So if you're still in the same home, um, it's a good idea to start going through the home and deciding what it is that you really want to keep. Um, because there's a, a quite a possibility that there are several things that you don't want. But there needs to be some sort of master list that you and your wife both have access to that you can sort of go through and say, I want this, she wants that. And nine times out of 10, there's at least several items that you guys will agree on. Mm. The problem comes in, of course, on those items that you don't agree on. Um, and so those are items you do not want to purge or <laughs> give away at this point. Um, but if you're in a situation where you and your spouse are communicating okay and you're still living in the same home and you both agree that you're going to get divorced and this is the path that you're getting ready to take, it's certainly okay to get rid of some stuff right now and start moving in that direction. It's right. not okay to get rid of the stuff if there is no agreement on it. You know, it's, you know, this personal property thing becomes, many guys overlook it. I'll get to it. You know, it's, it's not a priority, but it becomes a priority that they can't address, especially, you know, some of the things we're going to talk about tomorrow in my live webinar, my nationwide live webinar is allowing um, escalations to occur. And so, you know, you may, you know, obviously in close quarters, perhaps there's already a problem in your marriage, obviously communication being one of them and you get kicked out because there's an order of protection. Now all of a sudden that personal property that you haven't addressed becomes really, really important because you don't know what's there. Yes. And so I, I think that you know, focusing on uh, establishing at least what you know exists, you know, I've always talked about taking photos, you know, listing a property value, you know, identifying things that your separate property. And again, as you suggest, having conversations. Um, with your spouse about it. And, and obviously if that's the direction you're going, I think it's a, a huge recommendation when it comes to personal property. It's just in it. Um, the interesting thing is that I see that a lot of lawyers do, and I don't know what your thoughts are. They overlook the value and there may be, and I've seen it where clients have come to us after the divorce and I'm thinking, 
your spouse just got 150,000 in personal property and you walked away with $5,000 just because you didn't want to deal with it. That hugely skews the balance. Don't you think that that's a good idea again to value everything and yes. try to look if we're trying to do a 50-50 split, let's realistically do a 50-50 split. Yes, and so that and you're right. I mean, we we have some clients who just um, they want to be done. They want this over sooner rather than later, and yeah. I'll just give her all the stuff. We hear it all of the time. And I do agree with the um, like video recording all the rooms in the house. Um, mm -hmm. Just make sure that you document everything that's in there. Now, if we have a 40-year marriage and they have never replaced the furniture, <laughs> then we're not going to tell you to go appraise the couch and the chair. But yeah. if there are significant items of value, things that um, are antiques or certain pieces of artwork, then yes, we need to have those in a different category and look at getting those appraised or at least evenly splitting them up. And it should not be a topic that waits until the last day. Yeah. So maybe, you know, as we kind of wrap up our conversation a little bit, um, Ohio, uh, one of the things we haven't had an opportunity this week, we will, we'll talk to some, one of the attorneys in our live webinar about the status of courts in Ohio. Guys out there just want to know what's available uh, to guys right now in Ohio. Is there filing available? Can they have temporary hearings? And then I want to talk a little bit about actually filing and the advantages, but just kind of really update guys on what's going on in Ohio right now. Sure. Um, so we are providing updates to you all as soon as we receive mm -hmm. them. Things are changing on a daily basis, sometimes a weekly basis, but we are providing these updates as soon as we have information. So we're really walking this out together. Um, so some of our local courts um, had stopped the um, filing process and mm. have just reopened that as of April 6th. So every court that we deal with now in Ohio is accepting filings. Um, and, but as far as setting hearing dates, those are being scheduled more in the June, July timeframe because they don't want them to have to be continued again. Yeah. Can guys get a temporary hearing if there's some sort of emergency motion? Let me get the example that we, we speak of frequently, and it's made national news uh, this weekend with yes. regards to an ER doc uh, yeah. who lost custody. And so there's right. guys out there thinking, I, I haven't seen my child in four weeks. What do I do? Can I get an emergency motion filed and heard in Ohio? So this is what we would say. We would absolutely file it. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not a certain judge or magistrate is going to determine that the emergency exists is another thing. But we did just have somebody in our office who filed um, such a motion actually in Kentucky and mm -hmm. did get a hearing date. Um, and so we want to encourage you all that you don't have to sit by and wait for something to happen. If you are not seeing your child, then that is a significant um, issue and should be addressed immediately. Yeah. So it merely kind of brings up the idea and the question about filing. Uh, we've been talking a lot about this for weeks. Uh, what is your thought, you know, should guys, you know, in situations, whether it be financially driven, there, you know, there are 17 million plus unemployed. We figure half of that is obviously men, maybe another half of that are guys that are uh, post-divorce, and they've got a child support obligation uh, and they can't afford it. Now you've got some guys, probably millions, who aren't getting the court ordered custody that they're entitled to. Should they wait 
until COVID's over to file? Or do judges prefer guys take action, defend their rights, jump on it? So here's my opinion is that um, we don't want to flood the courts with things that we as attorneys do not believe are significant issues immediately. Mm -hmm. But like the temporary custody issue that we just talked about, that's a significant issue. With the child support issue and with layoffs, most of the agencies and courts are not going to go after anybody for being in arrears during this time period. However, if you believe that you are going to have a significant period of being laid off, then a motion to modify child support should be filed sooner rather than later because in Ohio, it goes back to the date that the motion is filed. So if you wait until November, for example, and you've been laid off since April, you're still going to be on the hook for the amount that has been ordered for those months. Yeah. So I do think it's relevant and significant. And again, depending on your situation and your resources and the amount of your support order, but those are the things that you need to be considering. Yeah. I think that's huge. And we've been trying to make sure guys around the, the country kind of understand it's one of the overlooked items is retroactivity application. So, not that it's just a temporary layoff or a temporary furlough. These are guys who uh, have a, a, a layoff where they're unlikely to get their job back at that place or they're going to get a job back at a significantly lower salary. I mean, I've talked to guys already that they've taken a 30 or 40% pay cut and those that uh, pay cut's going to be permanent because yeah. you know industries are hurting. They can't afford to reinstate it. And these are guys that are well-suited to file a motion to modify and, you know, guys look to me and they say, well, I can't afford to file. And I say, well, you can't afford not to file because yeah. you're facing, you know, a child support order that's just going to continue in arrears and you're going to build it up. And then you're facing all kinds of problems. You know, contempt is one issue. Not going to get into it, but I, I agree with you, Kyra, that I think that there are certain items that require attention and uh, that's one of them. So. Yeah. Well, Kyra, thank you very much for your insight, your ideas, recommendations. I think it's wonderful, um, and I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. So that wraps up this latest segment uh, related to what guys really should be doing, because as you know, for the last several weeks, we've been talking about three questions. What can I do? What should I do? And what must I do? And, and each time we bring in an, uh, one of our uh, great attorneys from around the country at Cordell and Cordell. We try to address those issues and try to give you some, you know, in the 20 minutes here, uh, some real meat and substance for you to walk away and uh, take some action. Overall, obviously, what you should be doing is consulting with an attorney. That's the whole point of the podcast is for you just to engage, uh, to understand your rights and, and to act on them if necessary and, and if it's something that you should be doing. Uh, I keep in mind that we'd love to hear your questions at coronavirus.divorce at cordelllaw.com. Uh, I usually spend one of my podcasts each week just addressing your questions. Again, coronavirus.divorce at cordelllaw.com. Continue to tune into our daily podcast where we bring to you uh, attorneys from around the country at Cordell Cordell. Visit us online at cordellcordell.com or mensdivorce.com. And of course, on our YouTube channel, you can continue to see these podcasts as we bring you the different subjects dealing with COVID-19. And make sure to tune into our live webinar every Thursday as we deal live with four to six attorneys from around the country. Uh, and we're also doing one in the UK. 
as well. So for you UK individuals watching, we're going to be doing a live webinar for you as well to bring you the latest uh, information on the ground and, and help you make good, wise decisions during this pandemic. Thanks for joining. Until next time.